direct from Orlando Sparks Campus. Everywhere. It's blindbargains.com virtual exhibit hall coverage. Brought to you by AFB Access World. For the latest news and accessibility information on mainstream and access technology, Apple, Google, Microsoft, and Amazon offerings, access technology book reviews and mobile apps, and how they can enhance entertainment, education, and employment, log on to Access World, the American Foundation for the Blind's free monthly online technology magazine, www.afb.org. Now, here's J.J. Meadow. Welcome to Blind Bargain's virtual exhibit hall coverage. Not from CSUN, from our homes around the country. If we did have a CSUN, though, I'm guessing we would have gathered around the HIMSS booth because of a big product announcement that was made. Well, of course, it was made over Zoom, like everything else this spring. The BrailleSense 6, for lack of a better name, which is the successor to the BrailleSense Polaris, we're here to learn all about it with Earl Harrison, National Account Manager for HIMSS. Welcome back to the podcast, Earl. Hey, hey, thanks, JJ. It's great to be here. You know, first, before we even get to the six, I just want to say it is really so glad to be talking to you after everything uh, that you've been through over the past year. Just tell us a little bit about your journey. My journey started on November 14th when I received a phone call from the hospital when my brother was staying, indicating that he would had a high likelihood of passing away in the next couple of hours. And he did pass away that day. And right. uh, three days later, I was in the hospital myself with COVID-19, where I stayed for about 10 weeks. Uh, three of those were on a vent in an induced coma uh, in the intensive care unit. And uh, then well, the delirium is where the journey really began for me, because I don't remember thing, anything before that. <laughs> So it was uh, eight weeks in the hospital, actually, and two weeks in an acute rehab unit where the geniuses, uh, first of all, you know, the geniuses in the ICU who saved my life, they were the first geniuses. And then I encountered many, many nurses along the way on my way to the acute care unit where I, within three weeks, I went from completely dependent on a mechanical lift to move me around as simple from getting from my bed to a chair to walking independently with my guide dog. So that happened in three weeks' time. Wow. That's an amazing recovery. And again, so glad just to be speaking to you, just about uh, regular product stuff again. I mean, so really. Yeah, it's, it's great to be here. Actually, I, I, before I was hospitalized, I actually left HIMSS to become a rehab technology instructor at one of the rehab centers here in Minneapolis. And uh, after I returned to work with them, I was extended an opportunity to come back to work for HIMSS. And my new boss said, darn it, just to make it nice, uh, <laughs> nicer for you. <laughs> and uh, I, because I accepted the, the position with HIMSS, and I'm glad I did because, you know, I, I just wanted to try something new because we weren't able to go anywhere anyways as a you know, regional manager at the time. And um, I just uh, thought, well, I just want to do something different. And then, you know, everything transpired that did. And um, here I am back again and so happy to be working with HIMS. And you get to uh, talk about and sell a brand new product. So the Braille Sense 6 is the mm -hmm. latest note taker from HIMS. I'll let you go ahead and describe it. Let's start maybe with the physical uh, layout of things, and then we can kind of yeah. delve into some of the software and other things. So if you're familiar with the um, previous iterations of the Braille Sense line, 
you'll be familiar with the Braille Sense 6 because it looks almost the same as Polaris, almost the same as a U2. That is, it has the Perkins-style keyboard on the top. You've got stereo speakers on the upper left and right corners and an LCD display in the middle. Your 32-cell Braille display with scrolling buttons on either end of the display. Uh, the front panel, again, looks very similar to those devices you're already familiar with. It has the five media buttons that can be assigned to either multimedia, daisy books, reader, or third-party applications called app mode. And of course, we've got a, a lock switch, which allows you to either lock the top panel on the display or on the note taker and or lock all the keys on the device in case you're doing something you don't want to be interrupted. So it's really, if you've seen a Polaris, it's thinner than the Polaris. And some of the ports have moved around. Um, we've got on the left side an SD card slot. And we've got... Uh, Is that AC or uh, XC for SD? Well, I think it's HC. And that's a good question. I don't know the answer to offhand, but I, I know that people are using all kinds of devices. Huh? And they, we've got the headphone jack and the microphone jack on the side. On the front, we also have uh, stereo microphones, which sound wonderful when you you can record, of course, with the Braille Sense. On the back, we've got one port. It is actually a, a Type A host port. On the side, we've got two USB A. Just to yep. clarify, yep. Did I say what did I say? You just said Type A, which is, is oh, yeah, correct. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to okay. clear. <laughs> type good. A USB port. On the side, on the right side, we've got two USB C ports. The back one is for AC and connectivity to your computer, and the front one is for whatever peripherals you want to plug into it. And between those two, we have yet another USB Type A port. And let's see, whatever I'm forgetting. No, I think that's just about everything for the physical characteristics. And a lot now. more guts on the inside as well. Yeah. So internally, we're, we're boasting an octa-core processor. So we've got basically, I don't know, double the speed. I don't know how those things work, but it's faster. You know, we had a quad-core processor, I believe, in the Polaris. So octa-core processor, and it is snappy. <laughs> um, we've got uh, 128 gig of internal storage and six gig of ram so it's basically twice everything that the polaris had and it really shows it's in in its performance we're also using android version 10 at the moment you know we know that 11's out and actually has 12 come out yet this fall yes this I'm fall coming. okay so that's about to come out so whether we update when we can do the update to 11 or 12 remains to be seen but we had to start somewhere so we start with 10 we'll definitely come back to the android version thing because that's a Definitely a hot topic of all the, the note-takers. Um, but uh, to finish up the hardware discussion, uh, what's the battery life uh, like? You know, it's, the battery life is amazing. I'm getting I'm probably 20 hours of use wow. um, of the battery. It, it really is. I'm, you know, I treat it like my phone. At the end of every day, I plug in my phone. I plug in my note-taker. And I do some pretty processor-intensive stuff throughout the day with it. So... <laughs> in the testing of it and everything. So it's impressive. Um, the initial upgrade that uh, the U.S. office offered for people, existing users of the Polaris included a second battery, but really, I mean, you don't need a second battery. 13 megapixel camera as well. 13 megapixel. Mm -hmm. So you can use that for, I assume, do you have any, do you use OCR apps with that or other stuff with the camera? Yeah, I've actually very successfully used the KNFB reader with it. I've used Be My Eyes. I've tested Envision AI. 
um, with the camera. The the only thing I wish we could do, and, and believe me, I think this is uh, on the horizon, is be able to assign a second camera to those apps. See, when you're using those applications, the assumption is that you're using a phone, so you're, you only need the one camera. And I think we need to approach some of these developers and say, hey, you know, with our product, you can actually plug in a USB camera and use that as a secondary camera, in which case it could be mounted on a stand and you can use it as your OCR solution. So you do have the thing uh, plugged into your board there so we can kind of hear how it sounds. I'm assuming it has some similarity to the Polaris, but I'll just give you a moment or two if you want to highlight a feature or two or just how it sounds yeah. in the unit. Yeah, we could do I mean, the, the, of course, I was bragging about the speed. The, the If you've got a Polaris, you notice when you press enter on, say, the word processor or the notepad, it's usually a, a couple few seconds before it actually gets you into the app. Notepad, in. Here I am on the notepad, and I'm, I'm going to press the enter key right now. Top of document. Okay. And there I am, already at the top of the document. So that's one of your built-in apps, correct? That is one of the Hymns developed apps. Um, and we've also got a word processor, and people ask, what, is the, what are the differences? The notepad is intended for creation, so taking notes on the fly as you're going, and you can actually open anything. Like, you can open the DOCX file into the notepad, and you can open all the same files in both applications, but... The word processor is actually reserved for using things like um, you're running PowerPoint slideshow presentations, maintaining the format of documents that people gave you. You can use it as an editor, but uh, the word processor as an editor is not without problems. So we recommend that people use the notepad to take notes. So you have those built-in apps, but people could also use uh, Google Docs for editing, correct? They could. It's accessible, and you can certainly make your way around there, but we think that we've got a better solution by, uh, you know, if you don't have to collaborate on a document. File manager. Um, I can go back into the file manager. Flash disk one, three list item. And you'll see that we've got, of course, the flash disk. SD two, three list item. SD card. Google Drive, three, three list item. Google Drive. So you can conceivably just go ahead and go out to your Google Drive. Backup uh, folder 120 list item. I'm already in it. I've got a backup folder. Bible folder 220 list item. This is the Bible folder. Classroom folder 320. Select Daisy folder 420 list so item. So classroom. So you can you can go in and if you've got a shared folder, you can you know download a, a document, make modifications, and just upload it. You can actually edit, you don't even have to be in the file manager. You can just do it right from within the word processor or the or the notepad. So would that work if you went into one of those folders and got a, a GDoc file out of there? Would it handle that? Yes, it'll, you'll, you'll have to download it first and then work on it on the local machine and then upload it again. Okay, so is Google Drive the uh, only drive integration or can you also work with Dropbox and others as well? You can, but you, you would have to use those apps. Okay, well actually that kind of brings us back full circle talking about apps and Android. So could just talk for a minute, the uh, experience. I know a lot of this is similar to the, the Polaris, but the delineation between the apps that you have built in mm -hmm. and the Android apps that are available. How is that the same or different versus the Polaris? Okay, so the, well, the Polaris has a lot of applications already built in. If I go back to the main menu. File manager. Um, I go back into file manager. Word processor. W. Let's just go down. Notepad. N. And uh, highlight some things. Email. Here. E. This is an email app. If I go into here, I can actually create accounts for POP3, um, IMAP, and Exchange. Uh, it is now integrated into one application versus the Polaris, which is still, you know, you've got an exchange app and you've got an email app. Mm -hmm. um, media, M. In media, let's go in here. Media player, M. We've got the media player that we've already had previously. In FM the radio, R. FM radio, which, of course, you've got to have a headphone set plugged in to you know, serve as your antenna. A lot of people don't know that. Podcast, P. 
and we've got a podcast app. So if I go in here, creating feed list, feed uh, list creation complete, feed music on the run seven seventeen list item. So I've got um, uh, a bunch of uh, podcasts in here. Kexp song of the day six seventeen list press, item. Uh, you know, of course, first letter navigation is supported throughout the blind bargains audio featuring the BB technology news, interviews, and more four seventeen list item. So I, I can actually go in and, and listen to all these things and navigate through it. It's super easy to use. That's something that is not on the units that are shipping now, but it'll be in the next release for sure. The podcast app. The podcast app. Um, so that's something that Hims has done. Oops. Uh, let me go back out to the main menu here. If I can remember how to F use file my manager. Device. Okay, so I'm going to go down to um, Word, no email, media, M, books, K. So th there's media, there's books. Um, Organizer, O. Let's go into books. books. K. Daisy player, D. So we've got Daisy player, document reader, K. Online Daisy, O. Document reader, which uh, is, was a popular request from the YouTube users and Daisy Books. Bookshare download, B. And there's an app called Bookshare Download, which works like a dream. So you basically log on to Bookshare. You don't even have to, you know, once you log into the app here, you can just go search for your book and you can set it so it downloads and extracts or downloads, extracts, and opens the book into the Hymns Daisy Book Reader. Then you can read it with either speech or Braille or both. Was really just a, really it is a dream to Task use. Names, podcasts, feed, line bargains, audio featuring the BB right. bookshare download. B. I'm just closing out of these things here. Task name, file manager, Daisy folder 420 list One item, bookshare download. B. Task name, notepad, file manager. F. So I'm going to go back We're, down. No, meet book organizer. O. Web tools. The organizer, organizer now has address manager, schedule manager. S. Of course, the schedule manager, the address manager, which I synchronize with my. Google accounts, so I can always keep it up to date. So when I'm on my my phone, I have an iPhone, and uh, somebody asks me for somebody's phone number, I can easily go and look in my address book and come up with that information right on the Braille Sense because it's already been synchronized. Database manager D, and we've now have again another popular request from people a, a database manager that you can so you can actually set up your own database. That was on uh, the U2 as well, wasn't it? That was on the U2 as well. Mm -hmm. I suppose you get a lot of that. I've talked to some customers. This is not a unique to Hims thing. It's happened with the other companies as well, where people have been asking for, or they didn't want to upgrade to the latest model because there was something on the older one that you know still worked or worked better or didn't exist on the mm -hmm. new model. Mm -hmm. It sounds like you're trying to reconcile at least as much of that as possible while That's also true. keeping it open for the Android apps. Yeah, it's true. I mean, we have we still sell a fair number of YouTubes because people just flat out love it as a note taker, and they don't really care about the online stuff that you can't do anymore. I care, <laughs> so I, I've got my my Polaris. Uh, at some point, once we fill all these customer orders, it will be updated to a six. I, I just happen to have the good fortune of using one from the company at the moment. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and jump back out to my main menu. Final and I'm manager go F into programs. Bible B. And we've also got an option uh, called the Sense Bible. So it's something that you can actually download and use. If you're in a congregation and the pastor says or the priest says, turn to such and such page, you know, book, chapter, verse, you can be there faster than your fellow worshipers. Nice. <laughs> it's really nice. And what else do we have? Oh, my gosh. It's, it keeps changing. We've got a, a hot key for the Google search, which is a text-based Google search every Search brings up the top 64. I don't know about you, but I generally don't, you know, that's about dig enough. down. Yeah, that's <laughs> enough. It's text-based, so you don't have to deal with the scrolling banners or advertising marquees that you have to deal with in a browser. 
And these are all built-in apps that you've mentioned. We haven't even delved into These are into all built-in apps and that, that HIMSS has actually developed. Is, and uh, there's also going to be a wiki search built into the next firmware version for the BrailleSense 6. So you have this, and then if you want to come over to other Android apps, how do you achieve that? Yeah, it's actually just a simple matter of File Manager. Yeah. going back to the main menu and pressing the uh, letter A for all apps, because that's where all the... Uh, Google apps and third-party apps live. APK Pure. I've got an app called APK Pure for those few apps that I might not be able to download from the Play Store that I can go and kind of sideload through APK oh. Pure. One You're speaking to the geeks, they'll like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so one example <laughs> of that, you know, APK stands for Android Package uh, Resource, and is that right? Yeah, I think so. One example is Disney Plus. I can't use the the version that I can get from the Play Store, and I think it's because it, we don't have a screen on this thing, and it knows. So I can just get the APK version. It works just as well for me. Um, if I down arrow through these, this list, and just give you an example of some things that I've already downloaded here. Assistant. There's the Google Assistant. Don't bleep at me, please. Audible. <laughs> There's Audible. Audio Lab. Audio Labs, which is an audio editing uh, program that I haven't successfully been able to use yet but heard it's somewhat accessible babble babble which is a i was um, i want to improve my spanish so i ah. got that but i discovered that that's not a real good option for accessibility Bard mobile there's Bard mobile and that's and because it's a not accessible android app it has something to do with the the right. six specifically so again first letter navigation is supported i hear i've got Bard mobile and if i want to go watch netflix i can just uh, press the letter n netflix and there i am i can go in and watch movies with audio description by the way and and if you want to watch it with your family you can connect it to an hdmi you know a smart tv or an hdmi monitor and they can see it visually while you're getting the audio description and have uh, full access to the app can you pin these apps to your home screen or some other way, or do you have to go through all apps to get to it? Well, I mean, really all that stuff would be from the main menu, pressing the letter A and the letter N. That's true. By I mean, that is pretty close. <laughs> it's only two you know, keys. But what you could do, and I actually demonstrate this on one of the tutorials, um, we, we developed a lot of short videos for people who have asked for very specific topics to be covered, and we're, I think I've, I've created like 20 of them so far that are posted on the Hymns YouTube channel. And one of the things that I love is the the ability to create macros. So in my sample macro, I, I said if I want to start my day, I might want to have some background music going, open my email, uh, open my notepad, and maybe do a Google search. You know, have all those. Those are the most frequently apps that I use on the BrailleSense. So in the morning, I can just press the keystroke to execute a macro followed by the one letter that I've got assigned to it, the letter A. And it just launches all those programs, and I'm ready to go and, and flip back and forth between the different apps. Very cool. We'll get a, a link to some of that up on the show notes at uh, blindbargains.com um, as well. Uh, I do want to come back to Android version. Since you mentioned it, Android 10 is what this is running. The previous Polaris was running Android 5, which is uh, you know a several-year-old version. And yeah. versioning becomes a challenge, not just for HIMS, but for the other note-taker companies as well, because mm. you know of a few things. The product life cycle of a Braille note-taker, you know, is four years, five years, where most people are getting new phones every, you know, one, two, or three six months. Yeah, six <laughs> months. <laughs> I know guys who are they got to have it. <laughs> so it becomes a challenge, and despite any potential promises or rumors from any company. The Polaris came out and had one version of Android. It wasn't updated. Same with your competitors. Right. You know, 
So, you know, while right now you're on Android 10 and that should be good, we kind of ran into the situation where there's a lot of apps right now that are targeting, say, Android 6 or 7 as their Mm -hmm. minimum version and wouldn't run on the Polaris. So how do you mitigate that going forward, knowing that, you know, you might be good for now, but especially in another year or two, you might end up in this exact same situation. It's really kind of like, you know, you're chasing this elusive goal of always trying to be current, but because you're you know not able to upgrade hardware every year, you might be more stuck. Yeah. So how how does Hims or how do you uh, see the trend going mm-hmm. in the future? Of course, as you as you <laughs> as you know, this stuff is not inexpensive. So you know, I mean, phones might cost you you know the Apple stuff a thousand bucks or whatever it is, and these are like almost six thousand dollars. I think that they're on the right track. They've they you know at Hims International where they've done a lot of research and they really feel like when the, the next versions of Android come out, they're going to be able to jump to those, to, to port to those later versions. So that's going to keep us current. I think we're going to be current for a couple of years anyways, as far as Android version 10 goes. Who knows when they're going to come up with the updated, you know, the version that allows you to upgrade your Android version. But the, the hardware supposedly is set for that now. When the Polaris hit the wall... <laughs> Boom. I could no longer use my banking app mm. because they, I got a message saying that, oh, in, in two months, you're no longer going to be able to use Android 5. So that bummed me out a lot. And because, it, like you said, everything is, you know, everybody's on Android 10 or 11 and backwards compatible to 6 or 7. So that should give us an idea of how long we have before we have to really worry about those things. I think it'll be a couple of years, don't you? You know, it, I guess it really depends on the future market. It's always hard to look forward now. Mm-hmm. It, there is still the Polaris Mini, which is on Android 5 and kind of True. stuck in that same fate at the moment. Uh, is there but a they roadmap? won't be bec- <laughs> because it has been made public that there will be a mini version of the 6 coming out with the same specs under the hood. Okay. What's the timeline for that? We're hoping to, to announce it in the fall. When it starts shipping, it'll probably more likely be the beginning of next year. Sure. Um, I had a couple of specific questions that came in uh, from users, and I'm not sure if you'll know the answers to this, but uh, one regarding uh, writing long messages in Gmail specifically, which was causing the unit to act sluggishly or hang. I'm not sure if you have a specific answer for that. Uh, Oh, is that that a six thing or is that a Polaris thing? No, it was a Polaris thing. Well, you know, everything's working better now. Everything's fast. You can't, you'd be pretty hard pressed to out type the six like you can the Polaris now. Like some people can. I can't out type the Polaris. I'm not a fast Braillist, but people who are very fast are not able to out type the six. So the responsiveness is much better. Uh, of course, the, the you know, processors, you know, double the speed, double the memory, double the storage capacity. If they're trying to use the app, I don't know if they're using like the Gmail app or they're, they're trying, we, we find that people try to use the Gmail app, which it's okay, you can do that, but uh, we think it's better that you use the HIMS app and because you know there is an option when you set up an account to select Gmail as your account, and then all of the, the incoming ports, the outgoing SMTP, and all that stuff is already populated, already filled in. All you, have, you might have to do is go in, on a PC or something and check the checkbox that says allow or enable less secure devices, or maybe you've got two-factor authentication turned on, you might have to come up with an app-specific password. Those are all things that are Google things and kind of out of our control, but once you figure it out, it's wonderful. Sure. 
Makes a lot of sense. I uh, had a question also just regarding uh, voices. Are you looking at adding additional voices or is it these the same ones as the Polaris? Uh, of course, we have someone asking for eloquence, which I know <laughs> Code Factory discontinued at this point. So there's no real way for someone to get it new. Yeah, so Eloquence, unless you have it in your Play Store library, it should still be there, you know, if you've had it previously. But as far as new downloads of Eloquence, I guess it's not going to happen. It was really a big disappointment to me. So, so that's really unfortunate. We, we've, we've got the, the vocalizer voices, which I like. I mean, I like Tom as my go-to voice. And of course, we've got the vocalizer voices for multiple languages. In fact, you can actually assign multiple languages and go back between you know, language profiles. So you can have one set up for English for both the speech and the Braille table, and one set up for Spanish, for example, for both speech and the Braille table. And if you really want to, you can. Uh, there is an option that allows you to change the entire user interface to your language of choice, those available languages, which are mostly Latin languages. Right. Very cool. Also, just want to kind of refresh as well, talking about the current Polaris Mini and the previous Polaris, how much of the newer apps that you're adding to the 6, as far as the internal apps, are getting ported back to those machines, or are they pretty much done with updates at this point? No, I, I think there's, they're still good for some updates for our Polaris users. I can't really say specifically what apps because it hasn't happened yet. And, you know, programming can be a house of cards, right? You fix one thing and you break a bunch of other stuff. So it wouldn't be fair for me to, to you know, put the, the developers on the hook for that stuff. But they're working on that. They're not stopping. In fact, I see that there's a very active Polaris beta cycle going on right now. Are those betas open to the public or is that a private? They are not. That's internal. Yeah. I knew someone would ask us as soon as you mentioned that. That's, you know, he's not. <laughs> uh, speaking of things that are still active, but, you know, maybe just were forgotten because of COVID and everything else, uh, you're still doing well with the Q-Braille. How's that going lately? Q-Braille rocks. You know, it's just a really solid product. The only one like it. In fact, when we were able to get together with people face-to-face, -face, I had uh, a major player in the AT industry walk up to me and pick it up, and he's, he's just like, Earl. What took somebody so long to come up with this concept? For those of you who may have never seen a cube rail before, imagine a laptop keyboard, for example, and you take away all the letters and the numbers in the main keyboard area, and in its place, you put a Perkins-style keyboard. And that's what it is. You've got a Perkins-style keyboard for input, and you have all the extended QWERTY keys that you would have on a regular laptop keyboard, the function keys, the escape keys, shift, caps lock, tab. Uh, yeah, control, Windows, whatever, Windows. Um, it even has an applications key. And if you're a Mac user, you can switch that keyboard layout for Mac. So it's just a, a very unique idea. It just seems to us that if you're going to learn how to read Braille, if you're learning how to read Braille, this is a wonderful way to support that learning because you've got the Braille keyboard there to help you know reinforce the typing of Braille as well. And how much is that? $31.95 is the retail cost of the Q Braille. Awesome. And uh, just to double back to the, the Braille Sense 6, and uh, we kind of skipped over the pricing there. So what's the, oh, yeah. the pricing for the 6? And is there still an upgrade path available? There is still an upgrade path. I would encourage those of you who are thinking about it to make that move pretty soon because it's 
not going to be around forever. We don't know exactly when it's going to end, but it will end eventually. Uh, the upgrade path is for those of you who have a Polaris 32, you can be placed on a list to have your Polaris updated to a Braille Sense 6. And what we do is we transplant the Braille cells, assuming that they're in good working condition, into a brand new Braille Sense 6 and send it back to you. <laughs> and you, basically what you have is everything warranted except for the Braille cells, you know, the Braille array, for $22.95. And no, if you give me a 20 and a 10, you can't get changed back. No, it's, <laughs> it's $2,295 uh, for the update. So about a third of the cost of a, a new one. Yeah, yeah, that's about right. And uh, otherwise it's $57.95 for a new one. We also have uh, some trade-in options, um, you know, some competitive trade-in options, as well as if you've got a Polaris right now, if you go to the website, you'll see that a Polaris will get you $1,200 in trade-in value towards the cost of a Braille Sense 6 with a brand new Braille display. So I guess it's a matter of whether you want to spend that extra thousand or so to... Or say, yeah, yeah. yeah remember, yeah. I'm sorry. No, I did that math entirely wrong. What <laughs> you, you yeah, say? I was you, say um, <laughs> yeah, never mind. Yeah, okay. Just hey. don't mind my math. Okay, I guess you need to decide. <laughs> Do the math yourself, folks, and then figure out Do what the makes most make sense. <laughs> don't let me do the math for you because somehow I messed that up entirely. Um, <laughs> uh, people want to get more information uh, about Tim's and everything that you're up to. Uh, are you going to going to be anywhere in person? And is that happening yet? And I hope so. I mean, <laughs> it hasn't happened yet, and people are actually still scheduling uh, com conferences and conventions virtually and yeah. uh, into the foreseeable future. But um, I think my first like in-person one is going to be February of 2022. Oh my, two years. Well, February, right? It's 2021 now, JJ. Speaking of no, math, I'm saying like two years since we pretty you know, we had the CSUN in 2020 oh, yeah, yeah. that barely <laughs> See, happened. <laughs> And uh, I see what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, almost two years. I'm of, walking uh, with you. Okay, got you. Anyway, <laughs> people want to. So in the meantime, if people want to to get in contact and at least get a virtual tour or demo, oh, absolutely. You know, anybody who wants to uh, give me a call and, and talk about it, I'm usually the guy answering the phone when you call the main number, which, by the way, is five one two eight three seven two thousand. It's either myself or my coworker Thomas. Uh, answering the phones and uh, we do it all the time we schedule virtual demonstrations over zoom and by the way zoom works like a dream on the browse and six and so does teams and so does google meet yeah right and what's the uh, website so it's hymns com. perfect thank you so much i hope we do this in person next time but it's so good to be talking to you again and uh, excited for the new product all right thanks jd Exclusive audio coverage, visit blindbargains.com or download the Blind Bargains app for your iOS or Android device. Blind Bargains audio coverage is presented by the AT Guys online at atguys.com. This has been another Blind Bargains audio podcast. Visit blindbargains.com for the latest deals, news, and exclusive content. This podcast may not be retransmitted, sold, or reproduced without the express written permission of AT Guys. Copyright 2021.